Would you like to be able to walk in divine health 24-7? Would you like to minister healing to others and not be in the healing line yourself? Would you like to receive the blessings from God every day of your life rather than praying to God for a miracle? Would you like to know how to lead someone to the Lord without having to take them to your pastor? In this podcast, you learn how to receive all these promises from God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Grace Faith Christian Discipleship, where God changes lives through the hearing of His Word. Hi everybody, wherever you are in the world, I hope you've had an absolutely blessed week, and welcome to Grace Faith Christian Discipleship Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited about what I have to share with you, and one of the most exciting things God has ever shown to me in His Word is the benefits to us all through being able to rightly divide the Word of Truth. I'm your host, Gary Preston, and if you decide to subscribe to this podcast and listen to each episode, you will soon learn how to rightly divide the Word of Truth for yourself so that you will see the manifestation of God's grace in every area of your life. In today's episode, we're going to look at an overview of how to rightly divide the Word of Truth. We've already discussed in past episodes that God is placing the church back in the hands of His people and that His emphasis is on discipleship. The goal of discipleship being that on completion, the person will be able to rightly divide the word of truth for themselves. Choosing to be disciples shows humility and meekness. Matthew 28 verses 18 to 20 in the New King James Version of the Bible says this, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. To make disciples, God will use any born-again believer who's willing including those in five-fold ministry. If you knew you were about to leave planet Earth today to be with the Lord, and you had all your loved ones gathered around you, that one last thing that you told them, how important do you think that would be? Well, Jesus did this. We call it the Great Commission. And what was that commission? To make disciples of all the nations. To ensure there's no confusion on this point, let's read that Great Commission again. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. What was that? That I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Hey, I'm just the messenger, but I believe that I'm hearing from the Spirit of God loud and clear on this. And I know for sure that in these, the last of the last days, his emphasis, that's God's emphasis, is on discipleship. Amen. So let's look at what those in fivefold ministry are actually commissioned to do. Ephesians 4 verses 11 to 15. 
And he gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers, verse 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. That's what those in fivefold ministry are called to do, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, verse 13, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, verse 14, that we should no longer be children, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Verse 15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. So as you've just heard, the express purpose for every single person in five-fold ministry is to prepare the saints for the work of ministry. Hopefully that's what's happening in your local church. When God called me to five-fold ministry, he told me to teach the teachers slash preachers how to rightly divide the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15 Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So how do we rightly divide the word of truth? We filter the word of God that we hear and read through the character of God who we know intimately. We need to have the revelation that our God is a God of absolutes. When reading the Bible, there are four things we must know. Know the setting, time and place. Know the author and his methodology of ministry. And know who the audience is. Know the overview of the book that we're reading, the Bible book that is. Let's now have a look more closely at each of these points on how to rightly divide the word of truth. The first one, we filter the word of God that we hear and read through the character of God who we know intimately. Getting to know God's character comes from hearing and reading the word of God, that is the Bible, Romans 12 verse 2. Knowing this, our God is a God of absolutes. Describing God's character, the Bible says in James 1 verse 17, with whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. To me, that's confirmation that our God is a God of absolutes. Amen. Not once, but over and over. What do I mean by that? You don't just get to know God's true nature and character just by reading the Bible once. You've got to read it over and over. The Bible says, Do not let this word depart from you day and night. Joshua 1 verse 8. It's precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. That's the way we take it in. God's not progressive, but we are. Precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Isaiah 28 verses 9 and 10. If I was to read, let's find two verses of the Bible. I'll read them to you. Here we go. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now you'd be familiar with these verses, and most likely you'd be able to tell me that it was that I was reading from the book of Romans, right? And some of you would even be able to tell me that exactly where it was, Romans 1 verses 16 and 17. 
If I was to ask you to tell me what the whole book of Romans was about, could you do that? And then if I was to give you some clues saying that the entire book of Romans was a meticulously detailed journey as told by Paul, could you tell me the start point and the finish point of that journey? Could you tell me whose Paul's audience was? Well, of course, the title of the book kind of gives that one away, doesn't it? The point is that to rightly divide the word of truth, we must always know the setting, who the author is, who the audience is. So when you're reading to establish the overview, take notice of verses such as these in Romans chapter 1 verses 1 to 7. This introduction is particularly important in establishing the things that I've just mentioned. The author of Romans, Paul, we need to know how he ministers. What's his methodology for ministry? Well, when you're reading Romans, it's not there. It doesn't explain this. But it is detailed in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 to 23. Paul has developed a style of ministry and he explains it in great detail in 1 Corinthians but he uses it in Romans. And if you know his methodology for ministry, it makes understanding what he's teaching us quite easy. Romans verses 1 to 7. To all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Called to be saints. I'd better cover that now. Many are called, but few are chosen. Matthew 20, verses 16, and Matthew 22, verse 14. God calls all to repentance, but he only chooses those for salvation who meet the conditions of Romans 10, verse 9. To rightly divide the word of truth, we must have the overview or the macro view before we dissect each of the verses, which I'd call the micro view. Got that? To rightly divide the word of truth, we must have the overview or the macro view before we dissect each verse, which is the micro view. Predominantly, people do a micro view. They, they get into a couple of verses and they pull them apart. They look at the Greek meaning of this word and that word, and they have a really good understanding of those two, you know, of those couple of verses. And that's fine. That's Predominantly, that's what a Bible study is. But to be able to rightly divide it with 100% accuracy, as God wants us to do, you need to have that overview of the entire book of the Bible, as I've just explained. Oh, the journey in the book of Romans, it's not a journey from Jerusalem to Rome, but rather from the law of Moses to the grace of Jesus Christ. John 1.17 says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now, before we leave the book of Romans, let me, let me say that we'll complete a detailed study of this book in a series of episodes, future episodes. So let's continue with how to rightly divide the word of truth. The next point is operating in the gifts of the Spirit, and especially the discerning of spirits because the Bible tells us that the spirit of Antichrist is already at work inside the church. Yes, I said inside the church. So we need to operate in this gift to identify all spirits, even the spirits of man. 
Identifying doctrines of error within the church. Now, this is the next point. Identifying doctrines of error within the church. For example, backslidden Christians, generational curses, and of course, God is in control. Of course, there are more than just these three. But as we study the word of God in righteousness and truth, the counterfeit will be exposed. Hebrews 4 verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joint and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Milk is pre-digested food fed to babies, and so is milk of the word fed to spiritual babies. Now there's nothing wrong with being a spiritual baby, as were all babies at one time. However, we've already read in Hebrews 4 verse 15 that we're told to grow up. That's pretty straight talk. But in these verses from Hebrews, the word takes the matter one step further. I'm going to read uh, Hebrews 5 verses 12 to 14. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid foods belong to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So reason of use, or in other words, using the word of God over and over, you become familiar with it and you have your senses exercised to discern both good and evil. This is rightly dividing the word of truth. This is using the gifts of the spirit to discern both good and evil. The goal of discipleship is to be able to rightly divide the word of truth for yourself and to be God-dependent rather than pastor or teacher-dependent. 1 John 2 verse 27 But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So basically in teaching you how to rightly divide the word of truth, I'm doing myself out of a job. We must be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's a decision. We must walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. That's a decision. We must operate freely in the gifts of the Spirit and especially the gift of discerning of spirits. That's a decision. We must walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, and that too is a decision. These are all faith decisions. Every step a Christian takes is a decision, and every decision a Christian makes is a step of faith. Faith is voice activated, because faith speaks. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13 It's not a matter of how big your faith is, but what you do with the faith that you have. You have to speak your faith out of your mouth, not think your faith, but speak it. God spoke to release his faith for creation. In exactly the same manner, we speak our faith. If you've got faith to open your mouth, then you've got faith to move your mountain. Amen. You have the mind of Christ. 
1 Corinthians 2 verse 16. You have the faith of Christ. Galatians 2 verses 16 to 20. You have the spirit of Christ. All of these are in you. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. In the next episode of Grace Faith Christian Discipleship Podcast, I'll be breaking down into bite-sized chunks what has been revealed through the Word of God today. Actually, it'll be a series of bite-sized chunks. So don't be concerned if you haven't taken it all in, because we'll put it together in the future episodes. God bless you. Bye for now. I'd like to say a special thank you to my audience, wherever you may be in the world. God loves you and we love you. If you've got any questions or if you'd just like to encourage us, you can email us at gfcd.sozo at gmail.com. We've run out of time right now, so remember to subscribe to our podcast so you get a reminder of the soon-to-be-released next episode of Grace, Faith, Christian Discipleship, where God changes lives through the hearing of His Word. Amen.